All right, and we're back once again with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald coming right back at you here. And with me now is also a good man indeed. He is part of Inside Sports. You got to check out what's going on today with everything in the sports world at Inside Sports on Facebook. One of those guys that that can go ahead and give you all the insight as far as his thoughts on anything going on in the sports world. He is at Chris L Sports on Twitter, but I know him as Chris Lardieri. Chris, thanks for joining on the show. And a special shout out to everyone at the, again, at the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network. Just truly appreciate all them listening in on the show. Thanks, Gerald. Appreciate it. And uh, it's amazing. We are in week 16 of the NFL. And hopefully for you, your championship weekend of fantasy football in your league. Do you hear that, my friend? That's me rubbing my hands together because I can't wait to get into the, the nitty gritty because, yes, I, I am in the final game, uh, so to speak. It is ESPN uh, as far as an ESPN league. So it is a two-week championship game. Uh, I just got through my semifinal now, uh, clobbered the team. I'm just looking to get consistent value from my team. If I can go ahead and consistently score into the hundreds, I think I have a fair shot. But I've already spoken at length with Jason about preparations in advance for the championship game. I want to hear your thoughts because you've been through a championship and title game in fantasy football on many of occasion. So I want to hear your thoughts and exactly what your preparation is in order to go ahead and find the best results in the final game, whether it's one or two weeks. Yeah. So um, actually my son and I team up for a team. We made it to the championship. Uh, We had a, a, a nice win in the semifinals our team seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Uh, what I would, you know, the approach I'm taking there and what I've done in the past, and what I would advise to our loyal listeners is uh, don't overthink things. As we mentioned last week, you've got to use your situational starters. Um, in one league, I happen to have Devontae Parker. We, uh, in this particular league, someone's asleep at the wheel and he's out there on waivers. I hope to find out Wednesday morning whether we got him. Um, you may say Devontae Parker plays on a terrible Dolphins team. No, he doesn't. He's a great fantasy football player that Ryan Fitzpatrick likes to throw to. Uh, another one, you look in Tampa Bay, Rashad Perriman, a wide receiver, with uh, Godwin and Evans both getting hurt. Jameis Winston hasn't missed a beat. <laughs> By the way, if you've got him, I, I think he's a start, believe it or not. Uh, everyone was writing him off earlier in the year thinking that Bucks aren't going to re-sign him. But uh, this guy, whether he's playing for a contract, whatever the case is, is – putting up ridiculous numbers and I don't see that uh, not being the case again this Saturday against Houston. So uh, back to my original point, if uh, one of your receivers is a bad matchup, let's say you're like me and you drafted OBJ and he's had an atrocious year, put him on the bench, start a Parker, a Perriman, whatever the case may be, someone with a more favorable matchup. Don't think just because you've got OBJ and maybe you blew a first round pick on him. Uh, In our case, it was a second rounder. That's inconsequential. We've talked about this throughout the year. You want the best matchups. Uh, with quarterbacks, um, look, uh, we've got Jared Goff in one league. He did fairly decent in what looked like a blowout on paper, but fantasy-wise, he got us some late garbage points. I'm not starting him this week against a 49ers defense. I know they didn't beat the Falcons last week on some uh, controversial last-second reviews of touchdowns, but uh, I – don't want anyone going up against that defense at this point in the season, especially with the 49ers fighting it out to, to try and get a one seed and or a bye week. So 
those are sorts of things you need to look for. And then two, we hit on this last week, go out there in waivers. If your defense has a bad matchup, uh, as crazy as it sounds, the Denver Broncos have kind of been hanging in there the last few weeks, have a terrific matchup this week against the God awful, atrocious lions offense. And, you know, you get eight, nine points from your fantasy defense, especially in a championship game. You're in good shape. That's gravy. You get points like that from your kicker, your defense, or even your tight end. That's more icing on the cake for you. So those are the things to do. There's probably not a heck of a lot out there in waivers right now. Uh, although you never know, someone might slip through. But uh, Perriman seems doubt- to be the big name at this point in time. I know he's available in a lot of leagues. I know Jason was talking about him earlier uh, this week on the show. So I just wanted to ask you, Perryman from Tampa Bay, with both of their star wide receivers on the shelf, it looks like he's going to get the brunt of the passing game, especially with a big game coming up for Jameis Winston, whose, I guess, very future is on the line as well. Yeah, if you have a fab budget, unload it this week. Clear out your proverbial bank account. Go get him because uh, we saw it against the Lions. Winston will throw to him. Winston will throw the ball, period. I mean, Bruce Arians has done wonders for this guy. So if you're in need of a flex player, a second wide receiver, I think it's worth getting Perriman. I believe he is the most added player in Yahoo I checked earlier this evening. So uh may cost you, but I, I think it's worth it when it's do or die time here in championship. Well, what do you got to lose, right? Exactly. And I just think numbers-wise, it makes sense. The uh, he, he threw to him against the Lions, like I said, but uh, this is a team where Winston is completely airing the ball out. Yeah, he's got his interceptions and all, but at least the guy's a gunslinger. He may not look good to the people at ESPN who analyze his throwing motion, his high interception ratio, et cetera. But this guy has been phenomenal the second half of the season as a fantasy quarterback. And I think Perriman can benefit. Uh, The one place where I'll draw the line, I had him earlier this year, is OJ Howard. You just never know with that guy. He's an enigma. There are probably better tight ends out there like the the Doyles, the Cooks, the fans of the world, I, I think are a little more reliable than OJ Howard. Well, I'm going to come clean with a confession, my friend, both to you and now Jason Dutch as well, because both of you two were severely disappointed all season by the production on O.J. Howard because it was all over the place. And unfortunately, for most of the season, it was pretty bad. And he came up in a couple weeks and he was looking a little bit good on the waiver wire. So I wasn't sure about Mark Andrews of Baltimore. He was kind of questionable. So I kind of picked him up as a backup just in case. But, you know, I will tell you that to both you and Jason, who have had real issues with him, he's not going to be starting. So it looks like Mark Andrews is going to be able to play. He did play that week, and he's going to be my starter this week, and you know, barring any unforeseen circumstances. And it looks like I'll be able to go ahead and get O.J. Howard off my roster ASAP. How about that? All right. We will never begrudge you for having an insurance policy. And we know how thin the tight end pool is this time of year. But it's good to see that you're in the final game and also Jason Dutch and myself are in the final game. It's almost like we planned it, my friend. What do you know? The hosts of Inside Sports Fantasy Football, all three of us got into the final game. How about that? Yeah, if we were on CNBC, right, we'd be touting what great stock pickers we are and how wonderful our track record is when uh, I'll come clean my team in my second league, uh, finished 9 out of 12, which uh, – isn't great, but I was in the cellar for periods of time. So uh, by no means am I a genius, but I do think it's great that at least uh, 
at least some of the advice we put our money where our mouth is it worked out at the very least we're going to finish second in these leagues and in this day and age of fantasy with the constant waiver activity and the never-ending injuries I, I think it's a a pretty pretty stout accomplishment the the game itself has changed so much over the past few years is so much going on i want to ask you real quick before we get into the debate i i discussed earlier with jason dutch from the voice from the underground and that is this were the, was there anything standing out besides Paramin when it concerns last weekend that you think fantasy football owners need to know before they head into that championship game in terms of uh, you, you thinking in terms of waivers or maybe trends with what we're seeing with trends, uh, with, yeah, you know, I mean, even yeah. if they're, they're most likely onto someone's bench now or someone's lineup now that that they may need to be playing them, even though they were like maybe on a fringe player like that, you know, someone who was in and out of the lineup, so to speak. Yeah, so um, one guy I've got on my bench, I'm not going to start him just because I've got better flex options, but. Uh, you look at uh, DK Metcalf with the, the Seahawks. Um, the projections are pretty good for him this week because he's going up against the Cardinals. If you're really uh, thin at wide receiver and need someone, um, I could see with the, the Seahawks facing what looks like to be an epic showdown in week 17 for the division and potentially the one seed against the 49ers. That might be the type of receiver you want. I know Tyler Lockett was dormant the last few weeks. and He happened to wake up, so there's one to keep your eye on. Um, and then, too, uh, you know, the, the Giants are an atrocious team to watch as a football fan, and that's my team, by the way. But uh, Darius Slayton's been a great story this year. I, I think that's another player going into Washington, which is an equally awful team and uh, by no means the 78 Steelers on defense. That's another guy you're looking for, uh, you know, maybe some sort of a flex player to pop in there. Uh, I believe Eli's going to play again. He seems to have a, a good rapport with him. Uh, and then, too, um, I mentioned last week with Master on and on the 49ers, I, he's getting a lot more of the carries. He scored a touchdown last week. Might be something to keep your eye on if you're really thin at running back. For whatever reason, this Rams defense is not the same one we saw in the Super Bowl, what, 10 months ago? And they cannot stop the run all of a sudden. Ezekiel Elliott ran all over them. So Master might be a, uh, might be a case where he's kind of a uh, – uh, I need a flex player. I need someone to run the ball for me. I don't want to throw a receiver in there. He's a potential option. And then uh, finally, Josh Jacobs. I thought he'd run all over the Jaguars last week. I'm not sure what's going on with the Oakland offense there as they've kind of hit a tailspin. But uh, keep an eye on him. He's got that shoulder injury. I give him credit for playing with it. But uh, going up against that Chargers defense, if he can make a go of it, He's a top 10 running back all year fantasy-wise, and I don't see why now you would bench him unless he's legitimately hurt. But uh, that's another one that's going to be a game-time decision. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm talking to my good friend, Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports. You got to go ahead, and if you have any questions before that championship game, you can go ahead and contact him directly at Chris L Sports on Twitter, or also as well at Inside Sports FF. Or if you want to go ahead and send us that old-fashioned email, please do so, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com, 
Or you can also leave a comment or question as well if you leave that five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts or any of your major podcast outlets. My friend, before we head on out, we've got a few minutes left. I want to ask you, the debate raged on on Jason Dutch's social media in regards to a MVP race between Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. I want to go ahead and look at a perspective from real MVP, but also from a fantasy football perspective as well. I'm going to weigh in with my thoughts, my friend, as I did with him. I'm going to say on both accounts, even though on the fantasy end, it is ever so close, like razor thin, I'm leaning towards Lamar Jackson. I think as far as an NFL MVP, I don't think it's even close. I think he deserves it and has had a, done a great job for a team that's Baltimore that only has two losses. So I ask you, my friend, your thoughts on the debate between Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, both in a real-world scenario when it comes to MVP, but also a fantasy football one as well. I concur with you. Real-world NFL MVP will be Lamar Jackson. I know uh, Russell Wilson gave a nice go of it, but you know, breaking the uh, all uh, single-season quarterback rushing record, the fact that uh, back in January – in an atrocious playoff game and a loss to the Chargers and everyone was doubting him. I mean, he's come completely full circle and uh, running this offense with the utmost efficiency. Uh, from fantasy, I'm going to have to go selfish here myself. We've got Christian McCaffrey on our team that made the championship. When you realize that this guy uh, is now going to be playing with his third quarterback of the year, uh, a rookie no less, and the fact that they really have no other weapons on offense and opposing defense is just key on this guy. And he still manages to put up ridiculous amounts of points. Kicking my, myself in a second league for not drafting him. Had the first pick. Kind of thought for a second about maybe taking him over Saquon. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But Christian McCaffrey is a threat to run the ball, to catch the ball, to just drive the opposing defense nuts. And I think you saw that with fantasy points. And I'm going to scale it too, just because he played on, on such a poor offensive team and still put on these, put up these numbers, not to take away from Lamar Jackson, because it's a great story. But uh, when you consider too the, the, just the lack of uh, any running back in fantasy football, they just clearly stand out like this. This is something we saw maybe in the nineties or two thousands with a Ladanian Tomlinson or a Terrell Davis. Um, he's an old school fantasy running back. And I think you've got to give him some points for that. Jackson too, also is the benefit of Mark Ingram on the ground too, which has really helped him. So not to take anything away from Lamar. I think he was the best player in the league this year overall, but McCaffrey will get my fantasy vote. I'm like I said, not going to argue that too much because, you know, as Jason Dutch said, it's a disproportionate, type of distance between the first and second quarterback than the first and second running back. The running backs, there is no one even close to Christian McCaffrey's production, whereas there are some quarterbacks in the ballpark of where Lamar Jackson is. So I get that. Just for me, I just think from the standpoint of what he's provided, he's the leading point getter and also as well what he's done for his team and how well they've done over the course of the season. I think Lamar Jackson, for me, is number one on both accounts. But again, on the fantasy side of it, I think it's extremely close, and I could clearly see your reasoning behind why you, you prefer Christian McCaffrey from a fantasy football point of view. Definitely, and I'm sure this vote will come to a recount. How about that? That's how close I anticipate it being. Oh, there you go. There you go, my friend. Uh, not, not too bad at all. But before we head on out, my friend, woof, 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 it is that time again. 
it is time to go to the doghouse. So I want to hear your pick this week. Share that knowledge with us on who's going to be the underdog coming out on top this week in the NFL. Yeah, my thoughts on the doghouse are that my picks and myself belong in the doghouse. Unlike 2018, where I had a, an excellent winning record, um, now an over since we've dusted this segment off a few weeks back. And then I hear on top of that that uh, road underdogs are doing significantly better than home favorites in the NFL this year from a wagering perspective. So I can't even get that right when the uh, the winds are blowing in my favor. So uh, looking through the lines, um, there were a couple of games that stuck out at me, uh, kind of stuck out at me. Uh, the one I'm going to go with is the Monday night game. And lo and behold, we've got an interesting Monday night game to watch for once. The uh, NFC North leading Green Bay Packers head into Minneapolis, the U.S. Bank Stadium for a key matchup against the rival Vikings, NFC North and playoff implications on the line. Packers are getting four and a half points. I say take it. Do I think the Packers will win? Who knows? I can't even get my picks right. How am I going to pick a winner of a game? But what I do feel is when these teams play, I feel like it comes down to the fourth quarter. A player or two turns things around, and the score ends up being Vikings 21, Packers 17. You've got that extra hook that covered you. You barely cover, and hopefully the doghouse picks were right, and I don't have to put my tail between my legs. Ha, ha, ha. But anyway, just getting into the game itself, I you know, not sure what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. They may need to uh, go to their backups there. And just um, you just never know what you're going to get with Kirk Cousins, do you? I know they've really ripped up on the porous L.A. Chargers this past weekend. But this is a stout defense they're going up against. And this is a rivalry game, so all bets are off. So uh, hopefully they keep it close. If the Packers end up winning, then I look like more of a uh, wagering genius, right? Aaron Rodgers in the back half of this season has looked it has looked like Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it out there. So I, I have a tendency to agree with you. And the, the Green Bay Packers are starting to hit on all cylinders. Is it going to be enough to stop the Vikings this week? I'm going to agree with you on that. I think they are going to pull it out as the underdog. So let's go two for two on that uh, prediction there for the doghouse this weekend. How about that? I thank you for your support. There you go. Always <laughs> oh, good to say it about that when it comes to the doghouse. I do want to ask you, my friend, though, before we on and out, that you've always got some words to talk about when it comes to the league. So before we go ahead with another great episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I do want to go ahead and give you the floor, my friend. Share some thoughts on the NFL. Sure. I've got some good news for you NFL fans out there. Thursday night football is over with. We don't have to listen to Joe Buck call the game. We don't have to watch that awful pregame show with Michael Strahan and Terry Bradshaw and Gronk and God knows who else. And what we get as a little pre-Christmas, early Christmas present of sorts is three games this Saturday. So remember, fantasy players, make sure you take that into account when you set your lineups. Those of you out here with us on the West Coast, first game's at 10 a.m. You've got Texans-Bucks and then a, uh, a really good matchup with AFC East on the line, uh, Patriots-Bills and then the nightcap. NFC West showdown between the Rams and 49ers. And it harkens back to my days as a, uh, a youngster growing up in North Jersey, just across the river from New York City. And I remember the last few weeks of the year, there was no week 17 back then. There were no bye weeks. So weeks 15 and 16, we'd always get two Saturday games right before the holidays, those two weeks. So uh, 
I enjoy just for sentimental reasons having some Saturday football. But it looks like those may be some of the best matchups. You go to Sunday, you've got Eagles, Cowboys, and Titans, Saints, but not a heck of a lot of, of other intriguing matchups. You've got some Christmas shopping to do, football fans. My advice to you is maybe do it Sunday. Be a contrarian. Watch some of these good games Saturday and stick around for the Monday night showdown. So uh, that's that, and I hope everyone in, enjoys and um, good luck in your fantasy championship. And if you haven't gotten your shopping done, you better get on Amazon or out to the mall or wherever it is you go these days. Absolutely, indeed, my friend. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Do your shopping early before the weekend because with those Saturday games on tap, it's going to make everything interesting for everyone out there in fantasy football. Once again, before we head on out, you got to go ahead and reach out to Chris L Sports on Twitter for Chris Ardieri. We're at at Inside Sports FF. And of course, you can always send us an email if you have a question, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. And be sure, again, if you get us on Apple Podcasts or any other type of podcast outlet that goes ahead and allows to leave stars, please leave us that five-star review. It helps us make us more viable and visible out there to a fantasy football audience. So it's going to be a great weekend, my friend. Championship games are on the line. Both you, myself, Jason Dutch. It's going to be a great weekend indeed. And again, like Chris stated, all the best to everyone out there as far as their championship game. To Jason Dutch, best of luck as well. And to you, Chris, to you and your son, I wish you nothing but the best this weekend in your championship game. And of course, everyone out there, all the best to you. Good luck from all of us at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.